everybody. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Podcast. It's Safanet. And I'm Tom. <laughs> it's good to be back, Tom. It is. You're a yeah. little still under the weather, huh? A little bit. A little bit. I feel much better, thanks be to God. But um, yeah, I you know, went home this past weekend. And, um, home down. Yeah, I should have been resting. My mom was like, I want you home so you can rest. I'm going to take care of you and, and you pamper always you and spoil you. Well, um, when it's <laughs> when she's offering to you know to feed you spoil me feed me yeah Yeah. um and and what happened was instead i just i i didn't sleep i mean my i I just um my sisters just were so excited for me to be home that we were up all night talking um several nights the night before i came back i was like i am more tired now than i was before i left um it was a packed weekend which is a bunch of stuff father jeremiah was in town oh our boy stuff yeah he asked about you Uh, i love jerry (laughs) Jerry was Jerry was great. Um, it was Divine Mercy weekend, right? Divine yeah, Mercy Sunday for sure. Um, and on Friday, he um, offered to come to my parents' house and say mass for us and stuff, which was like your mom was like, "Thank crescendo. God you came home." Yeah, praise God. My sisters are like they they still don't understand why I'm her favorite. They're like, "This ain't right." Like you know, my sister, my older sister is like, "I've given you two children. Like, <laughs> I've given you grandchildren." My younger sister is like, "I've given you my li- like the right. reason why I don't have grandchildren children is because." I serve you. With I your serve you. Like yeah. I live right by y'all. Mm-hmm. Like my, her and her husband, they live like right around the corner. Um, and every time I come home, you know, I'm like the prodigal daughter. I've been gone for like. 15 well, it's because you bring a priest home. You're like, hey, mom. Exactly. We're gonna have mass in the living room. And she's like, oh yes. She's like, the the heavens have opened up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. It sounds like a good weekend, even though you were kind of down, run down. Let me hope you get better soon. Yeah, yes. I was in Kansas City this weekend. That's right. Visiting the GF. <laughs> And uh, we had a blast. It was it was a lot of fun. Love Got some, all around. Yeah, there's a lot of love at this parish. A lot of love in this office. Um, it's good. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in love. So it was offices. Offices. Yes, offices. Yeah, not we just got my office. a lot of bills. No, yeah, not just <laughs> not just my office. Yes. Uh, yes. Remember when people thought that we had some yes, podcast? Just, yes. Yeah. Emotional drama. That's eh, not. Doesn't happen. We were like, what? We really hate each Why other. Why can't we just be friends? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, it's good to be back, yeah. and uh, we got a good episode for you today. Stick around. Alrighty, so today's episode, we uh, we have a movie review. We do, and uh, we we went to go see the Zookeeper's Wife. So good. Um, the other day, these matinee movies. So we've done this a couple times. We've done movie reviews a couple times. These matinee movies are like legit because we're like the only ones in the theater. Yeah, we can like make noises and the best experience ever. Yeah, burp and fart and fall asleep if we need to. Uh, I did not burp and fart. But you did fall asleep. I did. <laughs> not For because like it was bad. 10 minutes. Right. No, it wasn't 10. It was like three. Okay. See? Yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, Father John sent an email a couple days ago to staff yeah, and said, the movie. Yeah. And he said it was a, <laughs> oh, Lord. Sorry. 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 <laughs> uh, suggesting we go see the movie because it was a movie about a moral. Um, issue. So Svana and I were like, sounds good for a podcast episode. We don't have any ideas. So uh, we went to go see it. And basically, uh, if you don't know what The Zookeeper's Wife is, look up a trailer. But it's essentially a movie about a couple living in Warsaw. So a Polish couple who own a zoo and they live in the zoo. Uh, they love animals. and They're actually German. Oh, they... Wait. Yeah. Yeah, they are. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're German. Right. So, But they live in Poland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they own this zoo and they take care of their animals and they love their animals and they're experts at what they do. Um, and one day the, uh, I guess you call them the Axis powers, the, mm-hmm. the Nazi, uh, military party, mm-hmm. um, you know, the bomb, bomb Warsaw mm-hmm. and this zoo is caught in the middle of, um, of this bombing. And so this family's life is totally destroyed. But, um, as the, uh, mayhem and just the terrible atrocities of, you know, World War II that we're all very familiar with start to happen. Um, this couple sees it as their kind of their calling, their duty to uh, become a refuge and a safe house for Jews. Yeah. Uh, their Jewish friends and even people they don't know mm-hmm. who have become victims and um, who have been taken prisoner by the Nazis. So they sneak them out in mm-hmm. tremendous fashion and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they hide them at their house. And um, mm-hmm. that's essentially the point of the movie. There's some deeper points that. Uh, we can get into, and you should see it for yourself. It's a it's a great film. Yeah. Um, did we give a spoiler alert? I yeah, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you okay. you figured out. But we felt that the movie raised kind of two big questions. There mm-hmm. are obviously more, but we mm-hmm. wanted to talk about two big things: dignity and is a child of God. Um, and mm-hmm. the second is that age old question when it comes to moral theology and moral practices: do the ends justify the means? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's dive into the first one: human dignity. Yeah, you know, so they didn't know um, just, you know, what um, what they were capable of, what these Germans were capable of. You know, this the, particular- cu- the couple didn't know, right. Yeah, yeah. this one, one German in particular that right. was like, um, had endeared himself to the wife, mm-hmm. the zookeeper's wife, so as to um, essentially uh, get, you know. Be she, romantic wa- with be her. Be romantic. He wanted, he wanted, he liked her, you know, yeah. and, and um, I think he was married, maybe, I'm not sure. Know, yeah. But um, he didn't care that she was married, you know. And um, and so, anyway, in the beginning they were afraid, but they were so they had this contemplative outlook, and they knew that the people in front of them mm-hmm. had the dignity of of being a child of God, and right. was created, you know, with the with the dignity um, stamped on them, and right. and and they were like, this person before us is worth the fear, worth worth sacrifice, worth the possibility of um this man, you know, um defiling even our marriage covenant in bed. Yeah, you or know? killing us. Or killing us. Mm-hmm. Or killing us, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or killing our, our our loved ones. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it was kind of not even a question in the movie that they were gonna do something about it. Right. Because it started out with their very close friend. Yeah. You know, and they were like, You can stay with us. Yeah. You know, stay with us, we'll hide you, they won't find you. Right. Because all everyone they knew was they were being taken away and putting into these ghettos. Mm-hmm. Um and eventually dying. Right. I mean, eventually yeah. sent off to concentration camps. Right. And, right. Um So that with from the beginning it was like, Yeah, we'll hide you. And then it started one they, person, the wife of, of, a, of a good friend. It started with just one person. Mm-hmm. And then they started to understand that it was a big problem. Yeah. And they and have God a conversation. was calling them to more. Yeah. And they have a conversation and they're like, we need to do something about mm-hmm. this. Um, and, you know, they struggle with that. It mm-hmm. wasn't an easy decision. Mm-hmm. But but without question, this couple – and this is a true story. Yeah. Sorry. I left that out at the beginning. That's this is a very true story. The best um, part, yeah. Yeah. And this this couple knew they had to do something to honor – the humanity of their yeah. friends and even people they didn't know, yeah. whether they were Jewish or German, you know? There was this um, really striking scene that, I mean, haunted me throughout the rest of the movie mm. where um, that girl, that young girl um, was yeah. um, essentially, you know, she's like walking through the ghetto and um, these two soldiers um, took her to, you know, a corner and, mm-hmm. and raped her. And mm-hmm. she, um, I mean, she was, her, her name was, uh, her name meant like, 
bear, she bear, she bear. Yeah, <laughs> she, she was a fighter, yeah. but she, um, you know, she she came out bloody and just like beaten up by the whole experience. Yeah, and he he really risked being found out. That was the first time he was sneaking Jews out. Right. The main. Right. The main protagonist, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because he just saw this terrible injustice. And he was, he like, was like, no, no. Mm-mm. And he had amazing? his kid with him. Yeah. Remember? And he just yeah. put this little girl like on the bottom of the um, the front the bed of the mm-hmm. truck, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, because he was he was, he was was putting um, all the rest of the Jews that he was sneaking out in these big uh, trash bins trash bins filled with pig, f- like food for pigs. Right. Because they, they changed their zoo into a pig farm mm-hmm. because- to feed the, the irony to feed the German of that, soldiers. to feed the German so- soldiers, yeah, because they knew because the German soldiers knew that the, that Jews wouldn't have anything to do with right with pigs. with that, yeah, which is just so right. And that, there it is again, like this weird. I mean, that lends itself to our second question of this: like, do the ends justify the means? Like, yeah. helping the German army in that way, right? But yeah. to continue to sneak under their noses and mm-hmm. it's just it was and so, that, so we can get to the second question yeah, sure. um do the ends justify the mean that that was a whole that was another theme in this movie right um I, I think okay i think clearly yes well yeah so when we say do the ends justify the means we mean <laughs> does this one thing that we're working towards like you know saving these jewish people right do we do anything possible to do this yeah is everything game is everything okay yeah to to because you can't. You can argue. I mean, it's very clear that that's a moral good that you're yeah. saving people's lives, and that's right. Very helpful. So, are you going to do everything it takes to make that happen? Mm-hmm. You know. So that's the question. Can we do everything it takes to make a good happen? Mm-hmm. And, and then this was really showcased in in their in um this this uh, that the the main soldier, mm-hmm. the German soldier that was he wanted to he wanted to have sex with with um the wife right. the zookeeper's wife right and there she was married happily to right. her husband and um he was he didn't care about that he didn't no. care about that and and um the 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 zookeeper you know he said to her essentially um i can't ask this of you i can't ask that you would grow close to this german soldier right, just to like, kind of keep him just to keep him at bay yeah just to be like yeah we're friends we're buddies just mm-hmm. so he wouldn't come look at the house so he wouldn't be suspicious you know like we we're faithful german citizens mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. right but she she had to play that game mm-hmm. right and it made her very uncomfortable she didn't like it well, it made her very uncomfortable it made it very uncomfortable and she loved her husband yes um and, and then she that loved her blew- friends absolutely so that's where the mm-hmm. conflict came in that right was the, that yeah. was the conflict yeah and that's where we really saw this question play out mm-hmm. Um, because is yeah. it do the ends justify the means on the, in that situation? I mean, um, the ends it, of the ends of 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 keeping them safe. Mm-hmm. Does it justify her going to the lengths of of even even to, to defile completely defile her marriage bed, even to have sex with this horrible evil man? Yeah, man, that's <laughs> a tough question to answer, right? Because it's like you. I mean, it's it's not, <laughs> but it is because you you want to be like, there's got to be another way. Mm-hmm. There's got to be another way, mm-hmm. and maybe there is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Do the ends justify the means? Yes. Always? Right. You have it's to have tough. all of the information. Okay. Right? Yeah. So In this particular instance. In this particular instance, I would say yes. The ends do justify the means. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I would too. Yeah. yeah. Especially because it didn't... It. It. She... She didn't let anything happen, especially in that in that case of infidelity. She didn't let anything happen that was going to degrade his dignity. Like she didn't mm-hmm. do anything to degrade his dignity. He was mm-hmm. he was doing those things to mm-hmm. her, and she stopped it before it got too crazy. Mm-hmm. She even said to him, "You're a monster. You disgust me." Yeah. Um, and then he said, "Something's going then, on." And then he said, "So, 
you know, I uh, wonder what's happening in your, in your zoo. Right. And then five minutes later, he was knocking on the door of the zoo. Right. And she had, um, during those five minutes, she had snuck out mm-hmm. everybody that was there, mm-hmm. you know, um, begged her son to leave. Her son was like, I'm not leaving. He's only right. like 10 or something. Yeah. He was like, I'm not leaving you. Yeah. And um, minutes later, the, the, he's there. And, you know, it's like the um, the crescendo of the whole movie. And right. um, we think that the son is killed, but he's not killed. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just... Yeah, craziness. So, so it's it's like her lie enabled yeah. her to save them to save exactly over three hundred Jews. Exactly, exactly. And it's just it's incredible. Um, um, I tried to look up what Aquinas said about it. I couldn't find it because he answered. He's mm. written so much stuff. Um, I have it here in my office. Yeah, yeah, and I can't. I can't remember what the question was, sure. what the number was. But um, I would just be interested to say what. With the moral tradition, says yeah. about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't look it up. Uh, it's, it's fascinating, and I should yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. That leads us to the last kind of major point that we want to talk about: um, the refugee crisis. You, you know, now currently, right. but yeah. also just that you know, kind of throughout history. Um, yeah, this movie is is timely because yeah. right, we're we're looking at this major crisis of yeah. immigration mm-hmm. and refugee and migrant. Um, just migrants being displaced and, and where do they go and what do we do mm-hmm. for them? You know, Syria, uh, but also um, Eritrea, you right. know, other and other African countries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is and to be clear, like we're not talking politically here. Mm-hmm. We're not taking a stance. We're just talking about what the church has to say about this yeah, yeah. and what we hope for these people who do have human dignity. But it's so interesting that, you know, this movie was about a world war two situation, but it's never stopped. No. It it's never stopped. It's, a, it's yep. an ongoing issue. And it's not the first time it happened. No way. You know, Jesus Christ himself was a refugee. <laughs> you know, his family fled, you know, evil and persecution to, to um, Egypt. You right. Know. Yeah. When Joseph had the dream uh, after <laughs> Jesus was born, they ran to Egypt or ran, mm-hmm. <laughs> fled yeah, mm-hmm. to Egypt. Mm-hmm. They might have run. I don't know. They probably rode a donkey. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's still an issue today. And, um, you know, it's, it's a hot button issue. But you, you mentioned Eritrea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk but about Hold on, the bishop statements. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. the bishop. So the bishops, you know, the church always kind of um, speaks on certain things, you know, the, the important things, the important things. And, um, you know, the important moral things as well. Um, and the bishops have essentially said, you know, um, we're talking about now when we say bishops, we're talking about uh, Car- Carl DiNardo, who's a bishop, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, and he's the, the, um, the president of the of USCCB, the Council of Bishops, um, Vasquez, Zubic, uh, Zubic um, Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, you said. Zubic in Chicago. Yeah. Um, there's no Lubbock, Lubbock, you know, I mean, these, these lots of places, they've essentially said the same thing, which is that, um, the church is always called to have compassion for those who are, um, most in need and suffering. I mean, the like refugees are always suffering. They're always vulnerable. That word compassion that that you, you just said that is very interesting. Compassion. Yeah. Right. Because it doesn't mean like see it on TV, go, Oh, that's so bad for them. Say a prayer, be done with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, it's more than just empathy. Compassion mm-hmm. means to suffer with, mm-hmm. right? So then that's what, that's it takes what, sacrifice. Right. And that's what the church wants to do is to say, how can we be with you? Yeah. You know, you people who are displaced, you yeah. people who are suffering, how can we be with it's you? It's not about just sending money to you. You know, <laughs> it's about how can we be with you? Right. You know, maybe that means we come to you in, I don't know, in your country, in a refugee camp, something like that. Or that means you come to us, right. but it's community at all times. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's like you, um, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's like God is in the situation and God is always communion. Yeah. You know, he, because that's what the, the deepest need is, mm-hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's communion, it's unity. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's just a, it's a terrible, terrible crisis. It's a, it's it's a bad, of... it's a bad crisis. Now, of course, we don't want to get this. Like again, we don't want this to be political. But of course, the other side to this is that you know we are an, a sovereign nation Absolutely. that has the right to defend its borders. But what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, um, how do you, how can you do that but still you know be an, a nation of immigrants? Right, and that's know? that's the difference. Catholics always have difficulty in the political and political life because we do not fit into a party. No. Right. Our faith no. does not allow us to fit into no. a party and we have nowhere to rest our heads in the political sphere. So we're always, That's hard. always saying what belongs to Caesar, what belongs to God, <laughs> right. you know? And, mm-hmm. and Jesus says, belongs to Caesar, belongs give to, to Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. Give to God what belongs to God. Mm-hmm. And all these people, whether they're migrants or refugees or immigrants or citizens are children of God. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we need to work. We need to yeah. work just like people, Catholics yeah. need to work to honor that. That's good. Whatever That's that good. looks like. That's good. That's truth. You, you know, so the whole time, pretty much from the very beginning, I was thinking about Eritrea. Yeah. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't help it because it was, it was just so clear the um, parallel they're making to all refugees right now, like current refugees, Syria, of course, being one of them. But in Eritrea right now, um, Eritrea is going through a really bad time. It's going through a crisis and young people are fleeing Eritrea, you know, at, in alarming numbers, you know, um, they're going anywhere they can, you know, um, they're going um, through Egypt, you know, through the Sinai desert, they're going through Sudan, you know, it all kind of, it all, you know, there's these different like paths migrant paths mm-hmm. um they're all bad there's no good options sure. you know um I, the best options for them to stay in their country you Who know are they fleeing? they're fleeing um, um you know a military government essentially at this mm-hmm. point they're fleeing um you know a, a, just a they can't they can't live there they can't make money there they can't work there you know so it's just bad on every level. Yeah. Um, and then what is our response has been like, we, we deal with like, it's like um, whack-a-mole, you know, yeah. it's like you deal with every situation as it, you know, arises, mainly your family that is leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and they call you and they're like, I'm leaving. It's human trafficking essentially at this point, you know, it's human traffic. The traffickers are taking them, um, asking for money, you know, and then uh, abusing them, you know, because yeah. they don't care about their human dignity. Right. It's all connected, you know? And so, um, the whole time I was thinking about this, I mean, we we joke in my family, uh, my sisters and my brother in laws, that my mom is like Harriet Tubman, and she's just been, you know, freeing the slaves left and right. Um, you know, the yeah. slaves being, you know, uh, my cousin Ruta, my uh, other mm-hmm. two cousins. It's like all these family members, um, but not doing anything for the for the greater, you know, issue. Right. Just whack-a-mole just just d- dealing with the situation you know each the band-aids right. putting a band-aid over a band-aid over a band-aid over, you know um and it's still leaking it's still leaking and she can't she can't um yeah and there's so many people around um really the world that's doing the same thing um and so this issue needs to be solved at a geopolitical level right okay um but it's it's not being looked at from that level um so uh yeah you know and then and the people that are that are suffering the most are um the refugees, right. you know, um, everywhere. So, so in Sin- the Sinai Desert, you know, they're in the, 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 the these camps that are these torture camps in um, Sudan. They're just kind of languishing and just waiting for something, for some kind of crisis help, you know. Um, in, in Italy, it's kind of the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. Europe in general is doing better. So that at least they're like, if they make it there, if, mm-hmm. if you know, sometimes they, they um, drown in the water, you know, mm-hmm. because um, the, these human traffickers say, you know, we have a boat for, for, for 500 people, but if it's 50, really. And so 500 people, they, pay, they, they take money for 500 people. But fifty, um, but the f- the boat fits fifty, wow. and so it, so it, you know, that happened to my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just oh, yeah. it's just a mess. And so um, when they get to Europe, at least. Mm-hmm. 
there's um you know like they're living i mean more or less right they're right. just they have like no purpose they're just they, they need well they're displaced um, they're displaced right they're yeah. displaced and they're, i'm sure they don't make it with their family and friends all the time no right? and they're on their own yeah no it's just a, it's a terrible terrible reality that it's so easy to yeah i want to give people the benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm. say like we're not ignoring it but it's just not in our face mm-hmm. we don't see it they don't know yeah. so it's like it's like throwing something out in the garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw something in the garbage, you walk away from it. But that thing has a life mm-hmm. that you don't know about, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it could, it, yeah, it's just, it's happening, but mm-hmm. you don't even know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. and it's terrible. It's terrible. That's so true. Right. So what's the response? You know, like, um, that's what the whole time yesterday during the movie, I was thinking like, what's the response, you right. know? Um, we got back to the office and, um, you know, uh, you were struggling with the movie yourself. You're kind of like, what the? What well, right. So, like? so I I left that movie theater going as a movie. It was a little stale. It was yeah. a little sterile for me. You know, yeah. like with its with its script and with its cinematography. It, it's yeah. Just like as a movie, it was like eh, it felt like a dry history lesson. Right. I will not deny that the points brought up and the the subject matter mm-hmm. were of extreme importance. I yeah. will never deny that. Powerful. Like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But but I think it goes back to us just being so me especially just being so numb mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we see mm-hmm. videos of atrocities all the time news mm-hmm. puts it right in our face mm-hmm. like it's happening mm-hmm. everything's and which, which and makes us numb right and mm-hmm. we're looking at it through our phones and through our computers and it's just a digital situation mm-hmm. so yeah which brings us back to the um what's the um response right um i gave you i you know i i asked you to um listen to uh, watch a video um, right. sister as um who's like this Cambodian missionary what's sister, her name sister Azezet. Azezet. um she's this Cambodian missionary sister from Eritrea who lives now in Tel Aviv and um has dedicated essentially her um her life and has made her vocation to just listen to these survivors because that's what they are they're survivors yeah. um and so I gave it to you because I said, you know, well, just, I mean, maybe this will stir you up, you know, just listen yeah. to her story, um, which is really the story of all these survivors, these, mm-hmm. these refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, educate yourself, you know. I was listening to, I was laying on the couch, remember, I was like, yeah. I needed to rest, but I was, um, you were like dying. <laughs> I was like dying, yeah. But I listened, to, I was listening to it again. Right. I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? It, it, it um, just, like, to, just to hear someone being treated that way, mm-hmm. to hear, like, that that's someone's life. The injustice, It's yeah. just terrible. So send me that link, and we'll put it on the description of this I will, podcast. absolutely. You can, you can um, and then, you know, the other thing is, like, okay, so we, we hear this, we hear this, um, and then it, you know, we're like, okay, well, then what can we do? Right. Um, it, there's not a whole lot we can do. I mean, but we can, but we, okay, so there is a lot we can do. Um we just don't know. We, we don't just feel, don't know. I mean, I, right. We don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Yeah. Right. We're, we come to, especially if you're a person at Prince of Peace, you come to this beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful parish, mm-hmm. you know, uh, suburbs of Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's homelessness, there's problems, mm-hmm. there's poverty, mm-hmm. and there's people in our pews who have problems mm-hmm. and who have family membership problems. But mm-hmm. it's just such a world away. Mm-hmm. And you go, I have to work 40 hours a week. I have family at home. It paralyzes you. What do I do? The problems, right. you know, they're bigger and bigger and bigger and they paralyze you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, some of these refugees that have left, you know, they talk about um, just do something. Just do something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, that retreat, I went on that eight-day retreat, you know, the, the priests there say that. You know, um, just do something. And everybody can do something different because, you know, everyone is exposed to this in different ways. Yeah. You know, I grew up in this community. So for me, it's like all around, you right. know. Um, right. But, yeah, I mean, just – um, but then it's also being smart. So it's a smart response. You know, um, I was, I sent you today a video, um, 
helping uh, without hurting, helping right? Without hurting. Um, yeah. It's basically the video format of um, this book has a lot of the same content. Um, the book is Toxic Charity. Okay. I've been reading the book as well. Uh, just really good stuff. It talks about like how can we make sure our um, charity doesn't do more harm than good? Because mm-hmm. um, we, we have, I mean, charity is a big, is a big thing that, you know, the church does in America. Um, locally it's and- It's one of her charisms, right? Right. To, to love is the church's charism. Exactly. Yeah. Locally and foreign missions as well. Sure. So how do we do this without it hurting more than it's um, it's helping? Right. And so that was really good. Um, we're gonna do. I think we could we could do a whole other podcast on that. Separately. Yeah, I think we will. A toxic charity and helping without hurting. I think those yeah. are just like great topics. But you know, I think the best concrete initiative that each of us can take. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, you know, we can't all go to. Hmm. Europe to help at the refugee Nor crisis. Nor are we called to, yeah. Nor are we all called to go to the border, right? Mm-hmm. But we are called to become aware of the situations in our world, especially because we are such a global community now and everything mm-hmm. is so much easier to access. Even no excuse. No excuse. No. Literally. You, yeah. So we're all called to educate ourselves and to become aware. You educated yourself within a matter of 15 minutes yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. And that's that's what I'm called to. And that's my responsibility as a human being and as a member of this country. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think it starts with awareness. At the very least. Right. And then, you know, there's some call to action for each of us that we have to discern for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? It's very it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to do something, like mm-hmm. you're saying. But it also, you know, we, we got to look at the global picture, mm-hmm. but we also got to look at the local picture mm-hmm. and say, who do I interact with every day at work? Mm-hmm. Who do I interact with every day at school, mm-hmm. every day in my life, who is just an outcast mm-hmm. and who I don't pay attention to? How do I, how do I build this contemplative outlook? In myself, mm-hmm. so that I see this person with the dignity that God has created them to have. Right. Right? Because that's going to make me, yeah. it's going to create in me a contemplative outlook for the world. Right. And you know, I think, Savannah, actually, I just thought about this. I think that starts a lot with understanding that we ourselves are the beloved. Oh, yeah. If you can't, if we can't, if I can't say mm-hmm. that I am God's beloved son, mm-hmm. there's no way I can say that if about anyone else. You can't direct those contemplative eyes to yourself. Nope. <laughs> Um, so if, that's why yeah. okay well okay okay now well if, if if you're listening and you can't do that you're like that that's me i don't think i'm god's beloved son yeah um i recommend it lots of prayer but also a book henry nowen's life of the beloved oh yeah it'll wreck your life yeah. in the best way possible yeah henry nowen life of the beloved yeah um what that's were you good. gonna say go ahead oh just this um this litany jesus the, the um written by the sisters of life mm-hmm. um do i have one i need to give it to you I don't know. Yeah. That's amazing. Father John wants me to order like a thousand and put it in the confessionals. <laughs> I love working at a big church. Yeah, order a thousand of those and uh, we'll just give them out. I gave, I gave, yeah, they're just, it's beautiful. I, I think I have some. <coughs> Is it the give, litany of humility? No, it's the litany of, um, litany of trust. Okay. The first part, the whole first part of this litany, it's like, we're going to, we're bringing back litanies. It's, it's just beautiful to pray these litanies. The first it's part great. is like, deliver me, Jesus, from all, like, suspicion that you love me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, ooh, I like that. Yeah. The beloved, right? Suspicion that yeah. you love me. Um, and the second part is like, Jesus, I trust in you that I trust you that you created me and you know me, and you love me. I trust right. you that, you know, um, you have a plan for me. That's good. You know, I mean, yeah. all these, I mean, it's just so good. Yeah. Prayer, you know, that's back to get, prayer. We get, right. It's, it's all <laughs> rooted in prayer and discovering, yeah. you know, that God does love us. And, and I, we get so like, yeah, yeah, God loves me. But I think so if few really of us, knew that truth, it would we would change the world. Us. We would yeah. change the world. Yeah. Um, so it's, it starts with knowing that God loves us, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And then understanding that that love doesn't stop with us, no. you, me. It, no. it, it permeates every human being, mm-hmm. the soul of every human being. Mm-hmm. What more is there to say? <laughs> a lot, but there's for lot now, more. there's no more to say. I know, yeah. I so, love it. So we just took a small bite. Go see the movie, Zookeeper's Wife. 
pray about what God wants you to do yeah. um, to change the world. And we'll pray too. Yeah. Um, Mercy Ministry is always here if you want to get involved. Mm-hmm. And Svan and I are always here if you want to talk to us about getting involved. We'll mm-hmm. come up with something. Yes. There's always something you can do. Amen. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you have an email, or if you have an email, <laughs> if you want to say something to us, email us at popculture at pophouston.org. That's popculture at pophouston.org. We love you. Pray for us. We're praying for you. Bye. The Pop Culture Podcast is sponsored by Prince of Peace Catholic Community. The podcast is directed and produced by me, Tom Karani, and Safana McCona. Music cred goes to bensoundmusic.com. And we want to offer a special thanks to everyone who's helped support and produce this podcast in any way, including our special guests and coworkers. And finally, special thanks to you, Prince of Peace parishioners, for your questions, for your support, and for your faith. Keep us in prayer. We'll keep you in prayer. And we'll see you next week.